Happy opening day, everyone. Baseball is back, so we have brought on Patrick Milano from TheEndOfTheBench.com. Join us as we talk about the incoming baseball season, as well as chip gang and sports role in American society today. I also want to take this time to extend a deep thank you to everyone who has been supporting the podcast thus far, whether you're a listener or a donor. And if you have been enjoying my content for free, please feel free to keep doing so. But if you would like to contribute to the podcast, head over to anchor.fm slash nick landy slash support. You can also find that link in my Instagram bio. But you know what? Enough of this goddamn ear beating. Sit tight for a word from our sponsor, and we will be on our way. Episode 27, Pat Milano, motherfuckers. How's it going, Pat? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing really good. Really good. We got a lot to talk about. And we do. Jacob DeGrom, Pete Alonzo. Lots happening in the a world lot of the is New happening York in the world. A lot is happening in the world of baseball right now. Yes. With all these contract extensions, opening days. Where do you yeah. want to start? Come on. I mean, you know what? You Let's start with you. Where do you want to start? What do where you do, want to talk about? Where first? do I want to start? Yeah, I want to talk about Pete Alonzo. All right. I love the move. I love the move. I think the Mets lately... Within the last few years, I've been making mistakes of giving veteran shot over young guys. I agree. I love the idea that we're going to give Pete Alonso the shot at first base opening day. Fuck keeping him on the fucking See, rookie deal another year. He deserves to be here. It's, it's, it's a mature it's a mature sign I from agree. New York I Mets. agree. It is one of the more dumber uh, clauses in the CBA with the service time manipulation. And I, I don't get as a fan... I understand you want to have him long term. You want to get that extra year out of him, but I mean, really, you want to wait. You want your best guys on the field, especially in the position where the Mets are, where you want them to contend yep. this year. You want your best twenty five guys. On Every the field. game counts. Every too. game counts. I mean, we learned that in two thousand seven. We've learned Every that. Every game counts. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, personally, I'm not thinking about the twenty twenty five Mets. I'm thinking about the twenty nineteen Mets. Fuck yes. Like I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Like the service time thing is to me, it's in it's in the clause. It's in the CBA, so teams are gonna take advantage of it. I mean, why not? But there's certain instances where it's just stupid to not do it. Thankfully, Mets aren't the only team that are bringing up the big guns. Padres are bringing up Tatis Jr. and Chris Paddock. They're two top prospects. White Sox are bringing up Eloy Jimenez. I mean, the Blue Jays. Lucked out a little bit because uh, Vlad Guerrero had a oblique issue, ah. so he'll be out until after the service time has uh, accrued. So talk about a coincidence. Yeah, right. You know, you know, you know what throws me off about the whole thing yeah. is, you know, we've both played baseball for a while. Mm-hmm. It's all about establishing a rhythm. Yeah, a rhythm within the game, mm-hmm. a rhythm within the week, a rhythm within the season. Yep. You know, you can. 
kind of mess with a guy's head if he's down in the minors for two weeks and then is yeah. suddenly in the majors two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Like you're fucking with him because you're you're going to let him contend late into spring training where he's going to see major league level pitching. Yep. Then you're going to send him down to the minors where he's going to face pitching that's not as good. Yeah. For two weeks, and then you're going to bring him back up to face that difficult. Look, pit, like you know, you're going to you're going to throw the guy off. I say it's a good move for young guys exactly. like Pete Alonso to get the full season to get their foot. Exactly, guys like Alonso, Tatis Jr., Jimenez, they've done all they needed to do in AAA. Yep. The only way to see if they're a big league ready talent is to bring them up and play them. So you know, hopefully, well, game will have already occurred, but. Opening day, Pete Alonso is the first baseman for the New York Mets. The starting first baseman for the New York Mets. Yeah, I I'm hope definitely that. happy about I'm that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to the season, man. Me too, dude. Like, not not yeah. just Mets baseball, but baseball in general. There's so much going on now. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I'm excited. Well, Kendris Morales was just picked up by the A's, right? We did see that, yes. Yeah, it's not, not, not big news. Not but... big news, but it is an extra bat for the A's. Yep. That does help them. You know, hopefully, they kill now. And they're pretty good at catching lightning in a bottle. Which who knows that oh, could be. What I mean, that, you know? it, it could, it could be. I mean, I mean, we can go break down division by division, but just like I, just, just like you did on did. the end of the bench. I so did. if you're listening, if you go to the end of the hit that MLB section. Pat Milano has broke down every single division. It's just what I do. Just and what it, I like to do. And as of the day of this episode, he's dropped NL East predictions. So yeah. uh, let's you see. Get into it. That we get into that. How, let's let me see. How biased are you? Who takes the I'm crown? Not, no. Uh, you you want to start from the bottom or the top? Well, how do you want to Let's start? start from the top. Uh, we'll start from the top. And who the east. takes the, the crown? Uh, I'm not biased with my picks, so anyone who, who knows me knows that I am a huge Mets fan, but I'm, I, I will be a very objective baseball fan when it comes to my predictions. I, not going to lie, I the top of the list, who I have winning, uh, winning the NL East this year, is going to be the Nationals. I think the Nationals... I, I know... Everything that the Phillies have done this year, you know, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Gene Segura. It's just something about the Nationals. They still have a very strong offense, even without Bryce Harper. Anthony Rendon has really come into himself as a player. Trey Turner is an up-and-coming. Juan Soto was a beast last year in his rookie year. They have this young uh, other prospect, outfield prospect, Victor Robles, coming up. And they have, arguably, aside from the Mets and the Indians... And, you know, any other team that has, I have to look it up again. But they have arguably one of the better top three of their pitching rotation. Max Scherzer is arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball. Well, I mean, he was only second to DeGrom last year. And honestly, DeGrom had a great year last year. But over the last five years or so, Max Scherzer has been the best pitcher in baseball. No doubt. He's fucking psycho. You ever hot actually take, watch hot him? take. You ever, it is a hot take. I may be, you know, again, I'm not biased. But I think I love Jacob DeGrom. I, I want him to have... Yeah, we just had this extension. I want these five years. Which we'll be, get into that extension we'll later. Get that we'll later. get into that later. Yeah. I want five years of what he did last year, or even just a fraction of what he I'll did last year. I'll take three. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Max Scherzer has been doing it for several years now. You know, the strike, he's averaged like 200 plus strikeouts for like six straight years. It's it's insane. That's pretty insane. It's insane. And then, you know, you got Strasburg behind him, and then they just had Corbin, who is... Very good middle of the rotation guy. I don't think he was worth the money that he was paid, but it was a player's in terms of his market. He's the best mar- free agent on the market, pitching one, best starting pitcher on the free agent market. So he got paid. Good for him. I think you know those top three alone, along with a pretty balanced lineup offensively. I think that can be what gives them the upper hand over the Phillies uh, in the East for the very least. So who do you got taking silver? Silver again. These are my what I'm. I'm thinking. 
any four, any of these four teams in the NL East uh, specifically, you know, Nationals, Phillies, uh, Mets, Braves, any one of them can win the division. Any one of them could be wildcard teams. We could have potentially three of these teams in the playoffs. And I'm not saying it's it's going to happen, but it is possible with the two wildcards. But any one of these guys, you could just throw these four, pick a name out of the hat, you can say, all right, this is the division winner. Really work anyway. But number two, I had the Phillies. I think the Phillies will finish in second. You know, like I said, I had a wild card berth. They could get the wild card berth. I okay. think it's a little bit tougher with how good, you know, with some of the upgrades that some other teams have made. I think they're, uh, they're up there. Um, but yeah, you know, you have Bryce Harper now. You know, you have uh, JT Real Muto. Gene yeah, Segura. I'm so pissed that they nailed both of them. I know you, are. you know, when they I got know. JT Real Muto, I was like, okay. Good so for I, them, though. So I, I mean, guess they're not going to. No, fuck them. No. Fuck them. Fuck them, yeah. Fuck them. But, good you for know. them. Listen to you. Who I, are you? <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to be a very objective fan right now. All right. I'm Fair just, enough. Fair I'm enough. A, I'm an objective You're a guy. professional. I'm a professional. Yes, You I are am. a professional. I am. Which, again, if you need another reminder, go to theendofthebench.com. Yes. Check out Pat Milano. Yes. Um, what puts me behind, what has them behind the uh, the Nationals for me is their starting pitching. Cool. I mean, Aaron Nola, we know what he is. We know what he did last year. Jake Arrieta, we know, we know what he's done in the past, but they don't have anyone after him. I mean, it's those two, and then that's it. So, I mean, mm. starting pitching is probably one of the biggest keys to be a championship team. At the very least, you got to have I top think, one, do two, you three. Think, do you think it's easier to win a championship with strong pitching, weak hitting, or strong hitting, weak pitching? Well, how weak are we talking in terms of both? Okay, that's a good question. Let's say when the starting pitching is strong – you're averaging two runs a game. When the offense is weak, you're averaging two runs a game. When the pitching is weak, you're averaging five runs a game. When the offense is strong, you're averaging five runs a game. So five and I mean, two for the averages. I think overall pitching is what is needed to be a championship team in general. I mean, you can have an offense that puts up you know, five runs, but you need to have a staff that gives up less than four. Yeah. Or four or less, I should say. So, I mean, pitching, I think, is is going to be key. But with baseball and, like, with any sport, all you got to do is get hot at the right time. But I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is if you were a GM and you, you had to make a choice, can I? you had one off season, I would, would, I would you wanna, build strong pitching and I try would, to win? Or I would want to wanna try and build a little bit better of a strong pitching staff. You, I, you I prefer do. to put the energy at pitching. Okay. I, would, I want at least, to be honest, I want three good frontline starters in one Lights out reliever. And that's that's just my opinion. I mean, it all depends on. It's really hard to say because you. It all depends on who would you know the office that you currently have. Exactly. You know, I guess it all really. Uh, it really depends. But uh, yeah, I got the Phillies uh, finished in second with a potential uh, wild card spot. But either way, like I said, you know, it, this division is going to be a battle, and it's going to be tight. It's definitely going to be tight. Who you got at the bronze? Bronze. We got our team. The Nye Mets. I got the Mets. And then the reason that I am saying the Mets, like the Mets can easily win this division, but again, it comes down to getting hot at the right moment, like they've done in the past. They did I think with the Mets, I think with the Mets, the stories always stay healthy. That's I thing. really think I really That's think the, the Mets actually usually put together a half decent roster at their worst. Yeah. And I think their problem usually it, is it is it is all about the half. If they can stay healthy, then yeah, you know, all bets are off. Man, but. I think I want to see. I want to see because, like, we know Degrom is king. Yeah. I want to see Zach Wheeler 
go toe to toe with Noah Syndergaard again, like he did last it. year. I want to see it. I, I want. I love that comeback, man. I know. I love it too. We it's traded be... Beltron for that guy like a decade ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does. It feels like it was that long ago. Like, but Jesus. yeah, no, that's 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 one hundred percent right. It's going to be good seeing those two go at it. You know, they both have that could it, be the best front three in the league. It, it really could. It's really up there. I it think. Really I could. think the National League East has two of the best front threes, if not two of the best. Front threes in baseball with the Mets and the Phillies. What happens with Stephen I mean, Matz? Mets and the uh, Nationals? What happened with Stephen? What do you think is going to happen with Stephen Matz? Because I think this I is think a make or break year for him. I was going to say the same thing. I think this is really a make. If he can produce, you know, at what just half of what we think he he has the ability to do. If he then could he's do a flat shape. four ERA, I'd be stoked. I'm I'm thinking if he can get, I think he could do better. I'm I just want, saying, like if, if he keeps it under four, I'm happy. Yeah, but I want at least. If you want to give me a three five, give me. A th- I think he had ended last he year. He can do a three five. He can. Do I want a th- a if he can give me a three five ERA. You know, plus we hundred and seventy innings. We need him. All these young yeah. guns we have are righties. We need. We need a lefty. That's what I've always said. Them. That's why I've always said I wouldn't trade him first because he was the only lefty we had coming up. Yep. That's why. That's, that's, that's why. That's why. Years I was saying Zach Wheeler's your trade piece, and then he kept getting we, hurt. Who do we got at number five? Jason Vargas. Jason Vargas, the go. Yeah. He's not going to last. Let's just put that card on the yeah, table. Let's He's just, not going to last. He'll be gone by the end of April. I'm going to eat my words. Yeah, and I'd be happy to eat my words. If Jason Vargas turns into a stud, I'm happy to eat my words. But I think that guy's fucking out of here. What? April, May, he ain't making it to the All-Star break. Uh, probably not. Probably not. But then in terms of that offense that we got, we got some fucking hitters man we got we hungry do. kids is we what do. we got and i you like got, that we're playing them i'm michael conforto will give you an mvp like season this year you think so i think he's i a hope dark so horse. i'd be hyped. he's a dark horse i'd be hyped. An mvp i think he's a dark horse i mean you, know, you got let's finish, you got your you know hold on hold on i want us to let's finish this nl east ro- lowdown and then, we'll and then let's dissect the mets after. okay all right we'll, well do let's that. who you got at fourth four i got the braves uh i don't see that's them crazy to me man. okay here i'll give you i was thinking about this 90 games i'll give you my reason um Look at what the three teams that, well, at least two teams and then the Phillies, the Nationals, the Mets, Phillies, were all expected to do better than the Braves last year, right? Right. I think that's what a lot of us saw. Or at least the Nationals, the Mets, Phillies were like right there with them. Yes. The Nationals had some misfortunes uh, with some play. You know, they, they hit a little bit of a skid. Uh, as did the Mets with their injuries. You know, we they had a great April, t- horrific May or whatever. I don't I know. I'm talking about it. And then the um, the Phillies got off into a horrendous start, and then they ended terribly. The Braves were the I think the most consistent team, and they were able to take that as an advantage to run with the division. I think that's why they got were able to win the 90 games. I think that's why they won the division. I'm not saying they're not a good team because they absolutely are. Well, like they I said, any of stars. these top four you feel can compete. Yeah, I think any four of them would be or easily could be the uh, the division champs. But I think that's why and then, the Braves got hot last year. And then dead last, you have the Marlins. Yeah, Derek Which, Jeter. Do, do, we is, even uh, need to, do we even need to explain why? Curtis Granderson's back on the Marlins. Curtis Grandy, man. We love no, we're always going to love Grandy. We're always going to love Grandy. We're always going to love I've always Grandy. loved him for years, but uh, no, that's not. Uh, well, I mean, one good thing about them, two good things actually, they uh, changed their jerseys, which I like. New colors, new jerseys, new logo. I like that. And they got rid of that god awful home run statue at Marlins Park. Thank God. But they still have the lime green walls, as far as I know. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're slowly sorting themselves out. Derek Jeter is uh No, he's a plant. 
the the Marlins have become the New York Yankees farm system. <laughs> uh, when they need to dispatch some stars, they will always look to the Yankees. Yeah, that's true. Except the uh, Marlins don't have any other stars to take. They uh, they've gotten rid of all theirs, yep. which sucks. Because just speaking on the Marlins real quick. Yep. It's a shame what happened to Jose Fernandez. I mean, now we know everything oh, that happened. Man, but man. him, his death was the downfall of that team. Well, they lost their centerpiece. Yeah, but I mean, like, you still had uh, Gordon, Yelich, Ozuna, Stanton. Like, you had these guys. You could have easily built a team. And then once Fernandez was like, that's it. Like, there's no way we could go on, which sucks. You know, I mean, like, I wonder what the Marlins would be right now if Fernandez was still around. I think they would be one of the better teams had they still kept Stanton. It's possible. They had the young crop. They had it. They had the young crop. it's, It's crazy how quickly, you know, their expectations over the years fell after his death, and it's a very, very sad death. He was one of my favorite pitchers. At he the was time. fun to watch, man, because he was just a baller. Yeah, but, I know? mean, then everything that came out with uh, how yeah, he died and, yeah. and everything, which is well, shame. we don't need to get into that. Yeah, we won't get into. Let's that. go back to dissecting these New York Let's Mets. That's what the people want. That's yeah. what we want. Let's do it. All right, we, we were talking about. We just finished. for our New York fans, we can dissect the Yankees a little bit later too. But definitely we're have to go with the Mets right now. So we, we pretty much went through that rotation. Yep. Vargas is trash. We mm-hmm. want Mats to step up. Wheeler versus Noah, battle of the century. DeGrom is king. Yes. Okay. Now we were on the lineup, and we yes. were talking about they're going to give these young guys a shot. Absolutely. They just announced Pete Alonso is going to be the starting first baseman. And they announced starter. He made the team, but he's probably going to I thought they said he was the opening day starter. I thought I saw something. I could be wrong. Maybe. Maybe maybe I just misread it. But Possible. I think he's going to be the starter regardless. Okay. He should be. I don't he should why. be. I don't see why. But You're not going to call him up to ride the bench. He no. Needs, he needs his swings. No, yeah. He's someone who needs to be in the lineup. you got to give him his swings. So let's, uh, let's go through this lineup. What do you think the opening day lineup looks like? All right. Uh, are we doing... Batting order, or do you want to do around the around the field? Up to you. All right, we'll do um, we'll do around the field because it's okay. tough to really do that. Uh, so catching, we got Wilson Ramos. Welcome to the team, yep. Wilson Ramos. I thought that was a great pickup. That was a great pickup. We we have not had a catcher since Laduca. Yeah, someone was saying that earlier. Someone I was listening to MLB Radio, and someone called up and was like, "Oh, we haven't had a good offensive catcher since Piazza." I'm like. You know, Laduka wasn't bad. Laduka batted I mean, fucking three hundred. Yeah, Get the like, fuck out of here. I mean, yeah, I agree. Piazza was the power bat, but let's not say let's not. Laduka had Leduka heart too. Laduka had heart. Yeah, man. Laduka what? Laduka like Count Duku. But <laughs> go uh, on, go on. All right, so first base, Pete Alonso. Second base, Beautiful. Robbie Cano. Uh, so I think he's so still going to have a, a great... Listen, the only thing that could keep that motherfucker off the field was getting caught with steroids. Oh, he got the wrist he's injury, but he still came back. Fuck. He still came back and hit 300. Exactly. You know, he's still got the swing. I, I know people think the age is going to catch up to him, but we'll he see, can man. still swing the bat. We'll see. I mean, he's got... No, Liz, he's got such a smooth swing. You have to wonder that, like, when your mechanics of a swing are that good, does it help you age in the yeah, game? Yeah, right? It doesn't look you like know? his swing or anything Costs him much changed. energy. No, it it really looks does. just it's so, so effortless. Yeah. He has one of the more... Effortless, effortless left-handed <laughs> swings. That's very. That's a tongue twister. Um, all right, so third base, uh, Jeff McNeil. I love it. The Jeff McNeil yeah. era has continued. Todd Frazier's riding well, the bench. He let's go. Well, Frazier is injured, as is Jed Lowry. Good. Keep him down. Keep him down. Right, well, what about when Jed? What if Jed Lowry he comes back? No, this is the Jeff McNeil era. You wouldn't want to move McNeil to the outfield to keep his bat in the lineup. No, you, Jed Lowry's fine. old. He's going down. Keep him on the bench as a utility man. This is the Jeff McNeil uh, era. You're, you're, he smacked okay. the Yankees. I agree. I, want... I was there, Pat. <laughs> Look, I am a huge fan of McNeil. I think he's going to have a, 
Well, he already had a breakout second half last year. That's what I'm pick. saying. He's gonna from be... the moment, I, I swear, I, I've said this like three times on this podcast, but from when they called up Jeff McNeil, they Things were a 500-plus team. He's going to be a spark plug in that. He's that great. We he need is. these young guys. Absolutely. They, they have something to fight for. He, Jed Lowry's got nothing to fight for. Nah, He's true. made his millions. He doesn't give a shit. I, I like, I like the pick career up. is on the line. I did like the pick up. Uh, well, I like Lowry, the pick up, but I want him on the bench, yeah. Pat. All right. All right. That's fair. Um... Shortstop? Here's a guy. Here's a guy that I think is gonna have a huge year this year. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed Rosario. See, I here's my thing. Huge year. <sighs> I, I like Ahmed Rosario. I like Ahmed Rosario. I don't know if he's ever gonna make it at the plate. I think. I think this is the season. You think this I is think, the season? I think he's. I hope you're right. Out. I, think I hope you're right. I want to be wrong. I think he's really gonna break out. I this desperately want to be wrong. Spring training, he was swinging the bat well. Because listen, if Jeff McNeil could be the Jeff McNeil of last year, if Robbie Cano can just be Robbie Cano, if Ahmed Rosario can. Step up with Pete Alonso at first and Ramos behind the plate. That's a strong infield. The only thing that matters is going to be the health. If oh, we yeah. just need to be healthy. If the Mets, well, Ray stay... Ramirez is gone. Oh, thank God. Ray Ramirez is gone. That yeah. was that's a big move. Yeah, but I just think it's funny how the second <laughs> the second Frazier came over last year, never hurt, never hurt at all. He got hurt. Now Lowry comes over and he's probably out until like early May. Good. It's just funny. It's just Good. funny how this happens, though. It well, happens. I'm glad it's happening to the old guys, and I think that's the that's lesson fair. we have to that's learn fair. here. It's like, oh, yeah, let's pick up this guy. He's never been injured before. Yeah, because he's he's 35 for the first <laughs> time on the New York Mets. Yeah, oh, why'd he get hurt? Because we signed him when he was old? That's fair. That's fair. You know, so it's like if Cano gets hurt, I don't want people to be like, oh, the Mets have the injury bug. Nah. No, the Mets sign old fucking men. <laughs> okay? Jeff McNeil. Well, I mean, there was Let's a go. whole freak incident with Conforto last year, which scared that scared the living shit out of all of us. Yeah, that was bad. That looked really bad. I'm glad he's back on the field. I am. Too. So let's go through that outfield. outfield. Is Conforto in left or no? Conforto's going to be in right. He's going to be in he's right. Going to be the everyday right fielder, which is good. Which is good. And I like that. Well, he's got a good. He's got the arm for it. Yeah. Left field will have uh, Nimmo. Left Love field it. Will be Nimmo and center field. It's such a toss up between Lagaris and Broxton. Like I think it's gonna be Lagares tomorrow. I say, uh, uh, I think day. I think they should spend April fighting it out. That's what I'm thinking. Like you know, need Lagares hasn't proven anything at the plate. We know what he does in the field. He can't stay on the field when you know. We know what he does when he's on it. True, but he can't stay on it, and he's never really swung the. I mean, he had a pretty good, you know, couple of weeks last year before he got he hurt. He can get hot. Juan well, Lagares can get hot, but he needs to do it more consistently. I almost want to favor Braxton. Broxton? Broxton, yeah. They're like the same player. If you look at some of their career numbers, they're practically the same player. I think Lagares is better defensively. But, I mean, they're practically the same player. I think I think you're right. I would probably, you know, throw one out there every, you know. Start platooning days, them. Let's days. figure out who can like, pick it yeah, up. Figure out, you know, at the end of April, you should know, all right, this guy's going to be our everyday center fielder going forward. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that you got to do. Because, I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't have faith in either of them. It's just, it's really a toss-up. I think Lagares has the upper hand for you know for the time being, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he's got to prove that he can hit, and he's got to prove he can stay on the field. So let me ask you, now that we've come to the end here of Brody's first GM in the offseason, mm-hmm. what do you give him for a letter grade? And look, we can we can talk about that you know here before opening day, and we can talk about this in October when the season's over, but how do we grade Brody? You're, you're, probably, people are probably thinking I'm a little crazy for, for saying this specifically, but... I would have given him a probably like a B minus, maybe a B, up until you know just recently when he was able to sign Jacob Degrom 
to an extension with the help of David Wright. David Wright yep. helped, I heard. But uh, that alone right there, locking up your reigning Cy Young winner and now face of the franchise. For a good price. I watched, I gotta give him an. I'll I, give him an A minus. I watched these. Exa- I, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I'd give him B plus, but A minus I could be convinced because you know what? I saw some of the most colossal contracts mm-hmm. get dished out this year, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, the most valuable player in Major League Baseball last year we got for a bargain mm-hmm. compared to what some of these guys got. Yep, we got him for five years. That's great. It's, that means when he's a 35-year-old I'm, man and he starts getting injured, that means we're done with him. <laughs> That's so not New York Mets. It's, I it's love true. it. It's true. But, yeah, I uh, I would have given him like a B- minus or so. Then the, uh, the Grom extension the happened. I'll give, him like nice. an, I'll give him an A-. Minus. The DeGrom move was Because nice. we got to also remember who the owners are. They're still the Wilpons. Still the Wilpons. he was still able to bring in still some Amway. valuable pieces, I think. With Ramos. Ramos was know. a great pickup. That surprised me. Yeah, that was. Ramos was a great pickup. You, you trade you trade for Cano and Diaz. You got that rid of was Bruce huge contract. Too. That was huge too. Yeah. We got an exactly. we got a good pen right yeah. now. Yeah. We didn't talk about the pen. No, they re signed Familia. I mean Familia and Diaz, baby. Eight and nine. I feel That's good. your eight, eighth inning ninth thing. That's pretty damn good, good eighth and ninth thing. I feel good. I'm excited to see Diaz, to be honest with you. Me too. I'm like really excited to see Diaz pitch. Like, hey, you know I'm what? Pumped. If he doesn't pan out, Familia could back. No, up. he's gonna pan out. I he's know. Got, I'm oh. just, I'm just trying to be a Mets fan. I know, I know. But you have, but like we said, we do have that insurance. You got the long guys and the the middle reliever and and Gizelman and Lugo. Yep. You got the left hander and Justin Wilson. You know, I think we're looking the, pretty good. We're looking good. I'm, we I'm have excited. to score runs. We have to score. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. We got the young guys like offense, Nimmo, Conforto, McNeil, Alonso. They have to hit. Yeah, the offense last year was. We you know, need horrendous. to score runs. If we can score four runs a game, I think we can pull it off. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, for Mets baseball. I'm excited for New York baseball in general because the uh, you want to switch court. We can go. Talk about the Yankees? Let's talk about the Yankees because you know what? I have even as a, a Met fan. I mean, I don't really get the hate anymore. It's not like it was back in like the '90s. I know. I, uh, I know a very wise man, the uh, New York ambassador. He calls himself, who says New York versus everybody. But on the days where we face the Yankees, oh, obviously that's they are that's a public enemy Absolutely. number one. They must be destroyed. Absolutely, their franchise is trash. I agree, hundred percent. But it's like I don't have anything. It's like if, if it's, I'm hanging out with my, I got friends who are Yankee. Exactly, my family we are Yankee fans. Yeah, we have friends who are Yankee fans. It's not. Yeah, it's not like it was back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s. That rivalry that we had with you know with Clemens and Piazza and everything that was going on back then. It's not like that anymore. No, you know, it's, it's changed since exactly. Then. And the Yankees have some fucking young guys who are just likable, like Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge. He looks like such a dope. But, but look, I love him. Like he yeah, does, right. he, he does look like, like someone you want to like pull pranks with. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Doesn't he? He's yeah. like, yo, you want to, you want to. He probably you know like what he looks like. You know, you know, he doesn't look like him. But you know what? That kind of reminds me of yeah. is um. You ever see the the Netflix show American Vandal? Yes. Uh, he's fucking Dylan Maxwell. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I know you're talking about. <laughs> but, but but moving yeah. on, moving on. Aaron yeah, Judge but, is an exciting player to oh, watch. Yes. He hits colossal home runs. I, again. Cool name, cool number. MVP caliber this season. I yes. Think he's, I think he's an MVP front runner, if you ask Well, me. I think it's a shame Aside from, to him last honestly, year. Honestly, let me just say this real go quick. Go for it, go for it. For AL MVP, it's pretty much, when you're predicting, it's like, predict your AL MVP, not named Mike Trout, since he's pretty much like almost everyone's immediate choice. So I'm going to just 
Ignore that because he'll probably end up winning. It. Then you will probably go with Aaron Judge. I would think Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Is, it, that's the thing. He would have won it last year had he not gotten ice cold. He almost, he almost won it. Well, he also had the injury last year. He had the wrist injury last sure. year. He almost won MVP his rookie year. Just lost out that. to Altuve. That, that that was a very close race too in terms of one and two with the MVP voting that year. So I mean, he could could have potentially already had one in his back pocket at this point. But you know he's he's an exciting guy. I'm looking forward to to seeing him. But in terms of where I think the Yankees would finish this year, and this can all be read online, theendofthebench.com. My Yankee prediction this year, I see him winning the division. You think the Yankees think are going to beat the Sox? I do. I do. You think they beat the Sox? And I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Tell right, me. What, tell me why they beat the Sox. I'll tell you why right now. And nothing against the Red Sox. Obviously, I, I do. I'm also a Red Sox fan. I like Mookie Betts. You know, I like. Um, Xavier, uh, Xavier, Xander Bogarts. I like Chris Sale. I like those guys. You know, like they're, they're good. Ben Attendee. I, I, I really like Ben Attendee. Um, <laughs> but uh, what to me puts the Yankees over the Red Sox right now is the bullpen. I mean, yeah, the starting pitching, the Red Sox have the upper hand, but the Yankees starting pitching isn't terrible. I know Yankee fans may say I'm wrong, but it's not. It's, it's not really aw- not. It's not awful. You, yeah, they lost Severino. It seems like for the first uh, couple weeks of the season, a uh, couple weeks of the season, which sucks. But you got Paxton. You got Tanaka. Paxton was an interesting pickup. That got, was early in the yeah. offseason Was the Paxton? You got pickup. Hap, who is a, still a pretty solid guy even at his age. I mean, and then you got some young arms with uh, Loisaga and Sessa and Herman. I don't think you have a lot to worry about starting pitch wise. And even if you did, you shortened the game. On the back end, because you now have Ottavino, Chapman, Batances, I think is her currently, but you have Batances. You have uh, Chad Green, Zach Britton. Like, you have a great bullpen. So, like, you don't have to worry so much about maybe the first couple of innings, because you got a, ba- a, a bullpen that will just take it from, like, innings five to nine. And then you're set. And that offense in that stadium is still going to put up numbers. Like, that's why I think the Yankees have the upper hand, specifically because of that bullpen and because their starting pitching is not as terrible as some people may think, in my opinion. Okay. Do you have it? Do you have them both over 100 games? Do you think Boston does that again? Do you think either 100 of those wins? Teams? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it again. You could I see, see it again. I could see it's number. Hard, I think I could see record wise, very a, similar. That's a bold move picking against the Sox right now. I know. I, I'm probably going to be. Every everyone who all your Yankee fans may either love me or hate me right now because well, the Yankee that. fans, thank Yankee fans, are gonna love you. Don't all worry right. about it. But I mean, but yeah, I think they have the upper hand right now. You know, Boston needed to address the bullpen this offseason, which they didn't do. You know, they they really should have went after Kimbrel again. I know Kimbrel has a very high asking price, but I think he deserves to have a pretty decent high asking price because I he's, wasn't against the Mets getting him. I could I would have liked that, but I much prefer Diaz. Same, absolutely. But like, imagine you had Familia Kimbrel Diaz in a bullpen. Yeah, it would be forget about crazy. It, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I have the Yankees uh, winning the division. Red Sox will probably be right there. Um. But like again, that's that's similar to the NL East. You know, throw those two names in a hat, pick one out, and you probably have no problem with who that winner is. Yeah, you really wouldn't. It's an easy shot. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's gonna be exciting, New York baseball, man. I think I'm hopefully. Because we've been looking forward to this for the last couple of years. We were thinking Yankees, Mets, they're both going to be good at the same time. I think this we're is going to be the there. year. We're starting to get there. Yeah, I think this good. is the real start of it. I think we're both teams good. are going to be really good this year. Look at me. 
breaking rules on my own podcast. But yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think they're both going to be very good. I miss the old Subway series when we used to oh, do yeah. three in City, well, that's three in Yankee, and I really fucking The back-to-back, back, the back-to-back. Back, yes. Know. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's... No, I agree. I, I, I miss that. Like, the city was on fire. Because yeah. for like five, six days, it was, you know, fucking, let's go. It's like yeah. all-out war. Like we said before, you know, New York versus everybody, but when we play each other... It's, it's, like it's fucking, war. Oh, it's God. war. See, that, yeah, absolutely. That's what, you know, I would have loved to see that again. But, but they took that away, and it makes no, no. no fucking sense to me, because dude. Every day, because when we were doing that, they didn't have interleague play every day because I believe the Astros were still in the National League. You tell me you have... can't make that work. No, though? well, it's the schedule. That's just how MLB schedules it, and I don't know. it sucks. I you know, what, let's 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 here we go. Let's take the gloves off. Let's talk about uh, these these new fucking rules, and let's talk about this new uh, rule they passed. Because I'm fuming about this one. We'll talk about the ones we like later. Okay, but let's talk about the one that stands out to us. The one that fucking sucks that you have to either end the inning when you come. In yeah. or face three the batters. dumbest thing in the world. Come I, on, I agree. it's stupid. I mean, the whole reason that we have specific relievers is because we know that they can get just one big out, and those are some of the most fun showdowns exactly. in the whole sport. Exactly. Like when you bring in your lefty to face that team's lefty slugger, exactly. and it's like you got this fucking world beater versus a specialist. Like, like, that's some of the just, most exciting shit. He comes in. Sometimes that guy, I used to love watching guys come in, throw one pitch, get yep. the guy to pop up. That's it. They did their that, job. That's that's the battle. It's, exactly. That's what you want to see. And they're taking you know, that away. Yeah, I don't, I really don't understand this angle of, I, tr- of try, trying to speed up baseball by taking a little bit off the top every year. All I know is. It's driving me nuts. I don't, I don't know any young fan who is going to want to con- wa- now watch baseball. Because the average game time went from, let's say, 2 hours and 30 minutes to 2 hours and 23 minutes. No one's going to give a no, shit. No, especially, I know we're trying to, or at least MLB, not we, because we are in the minor, well, majority of people who hate these rules. I know that MLB is trying to market this team, market the league to get younger fans. They're doing it the wrong way. Correct. What they need to do is let, like, it's the hashtag for this year. I just saw it, let the kids play. You know, let these guys have the personality. Yep. You know, NBA stars have a personality. NFL stars have a personality. Let MLB stars have this personality, and it's going to draw younger crowds into the game. Anyone who let knows, them dance. Anyone who watches um, or, or knows the Houston National. Alex Bregman started his own YouTube channel. He does all these funny things on YouTube. He like coming a day. In well, the this life. is why we loved Grandy because exactly. he was doing shit like this. Yeah, he exactly. was uh, who was he was always He's, filming. Uh, Lucas Duda. 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 Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is like you need to embrace that. Yes. These kids now that we have a lot of young stars coming up, don't you want these guys are going to be the ones who bring in the younger crowd. This is why I'll never understand why baseball didn't push Bryce Harper more, or because like I think he's he's not the perfect face. Well, I'm they not don't push he's the perfect face, but he makes for a good. Think of it like pro wrestling, right? right. Doesn't Bryce Harper seem like a good pro wrestling character in he baseball? Does, he does have that the persona. N- the, exactly. He has that the persona. nitty gritty yeah. slide head first. But what was it? It was this whole thing with uh, Rob Manfred. I think like last year or something said something about uh, how Mike Trout doesn't market himself enough. You know, he's out in L.A. With- Fuck you. He's playing baseball. Yeah. But Get mean- your marketing team to work on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, let- he's playing baseball. Like, he doesn't want to have that personality. That's his thing. Then you got to do the marketing for him. Fucking let people know that this is the best this player the in the world right now. Yep. Get to know him. See what he's like. Like, it's just 
We just got to learn how to. We got to take a page out of the NBA's book. And and exactly. Player marketing. Let man. the players. Because that's, that's what they did in the 90s. That's what they were doing in the 2000s. Yeah. Like they were letting these guys do that. But suddenly you're right. It's gone the way of like. Give a lot of these guys a personality. They, a lot of these guys have a personality. We see it in like some behind the scenes things. But like you don't let them really show it. Like Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, Alex Bregman. Well, can I these... say something? Can I say something? I actually, this is something the New York Mets organization's always done well. In terms of marketing? In or? terms of marketing, of really bringing out the character in the players? Yeah, I, I can see that. Because like, yeah. I can't think of an era where we didn't have certain characters. What helped with the Mets a lot is the constant community events that they'll do. Definitely. Which was fun. You know, yeah. I remember like a couple of years ago, I mean, they'll do it with pretty much anybody. They brought out R.A. Dickey. To like this little league field, and he was trying. He was just throw, showing throwing kids how to throw knuckleballs. Knuckle knuckle that's awesome. And I, he was like playing wiffle ball with them and stuff. Like, and yeah, that it, that's the kind of stuff see. I mean too. I yeah. mean that's what allowed David Wright to thrive so much, mm-hmm. you know. And and Jose Reyes before he fucked up. Yeah, I mean he you was know? guy was David Wright was on you know uh, mm-hmm. David Letterman a few times. Yeah, like people knew who he was because you know. They allowed him to die. And I think that's something I just want to, like, as much as we rip on the Will Ponds and the Mets, don't know how much they have to do with this aspect right. of the organization. But I feel like that's something they have always done well. Like with Curtis Granderson filming Lucas Duda and a bunch of crazy shit like yeah, that. It's, you know, it's the stuff like that that we, we as fans. That's what we love. That's see, what we fall in love with. You know? Give us some. That's the thing is like. Humanize these guys. Humanize. You know, they're, they're people yes, too. Yes. You know? Like, think of it like. Do I think I, I could be in a social conversation? With a guy like, you know, Anthony Rizzo, for example. Yeah. Like, if I, me and him walked into a bar, we sat down next to each other, would we be able to enjoy a conversation? I don't know. I really don't know his personality because you guys don't show us enough. Yeah. The Cubs recently have started to do that, which is good. You know, they're starting to put out some funny uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo stuff. Yeah. But, like, that's, but I mean, that's the, what I want to see. Well, I mean, know? and again, like, you remember the Mets did this with Matt Harvey, the whole Batman Dark Knight thing. They've done this with Noah, with Thor, I, the whole... They're playing into the whole... They do Star Wars night and they do some crazy shit like that. Like, I feel like the New York Mets have always done well with that. But going back to the rule and taking away the showdown the showdown of the specialist versus the world beater, yeah. um, they keep trying to bring fans to the game by speeding up the game. Yeah. And I feel like that's the wrong attitude because that's so anti-baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, baseball is a patient person's game. There's a reason why it's there's a, no time limit in baseball. It's a chess match and a dance at the same time. Yeah. Like, there's a rhythm to it. And... To try and do these things to speed up the game, it's just so anti-baseball to its core. Exactly. You know, like, the mound visits I could deal with. You want to limit the amount of mound visits? You know what? I, could, I could work with that. That's that's fine because I don't think there's I – don't, I don't know the numbers specifically. I don't know how many teams actually used up their six mound visits in one game last year. Well, I think because now they're conscious of it. But well, I yeah, swear, you- I swear, I've you know, we've seen it all the time where, like, they want to take a pitcher out – but they didn't warm up a guy soon enough, so they go to the mound, buy time, I mean, they leave. That's what yeah. Gabe Kapler did yeah. last year. Like mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I'm going to bring someone in. And it was like, no one's warming up. He was like, oh. Let's warm up, and then you just buy time with mound visits in yeah. between every batter. But I... That's, that's a dumb rule. I really... I don't know how... I don't know why the Players Association agreed to that one. Me neither. I really don't. Well, think about it. <laughs> how many of the people in the Players Association were like left-handed world beaters? Right. You know how many how many bullpen specialists are in the Players Association? It's just it's it's just crazy. I can't believe that one. It's but let's talk about the ones we did like. Yeah. One of the things I do did love was how much more how they're trying to make the All Star Game more fan interactive. I love that. I love the idea that there's the first ballot and we're all going to vote for who we think belongs in every mm-hmm. position, and then every position gets a top three. 
and then all of us get to vote again. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I voted for Jeff McNeil, but he came in sixth, I don't lose my vote in the whole election right, right there. I get to recast my vote, mm-hmm. and I can vote for three other third yeah. basemen. The, the, the fan voting always kind of annoyed me, though, because if you remember back in, I think it was 2016, the uh, ballot stuffing of the Royals. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Every single Royal starter was somehow starting the All Star game. It just got annoying. Like that, I'm I'm someone. I'm gonna vote for guys who I think are the best, the best, the best at the break. The also guys who deserve to be the starters. Not just voting for a guy because I I root for. I think that's I think that's what this rule helps. That's why, in terms of like Hall of Fame nominations and stuff like that, like people don't look at like oh he was a. 12-time All-Star, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe it was because he was the most popular person in the league in eight out of those 12 years. So he got in on his, simply because his name is so-and-so. Gotcha. You know? I mean, but I think that's what this new rule helps to protect us against. Because hopefully. Think about it. Hope- like, right, when they did that Kansas City rush, right? Yeah. One of the reasons that they got so many players in was because so many of us voted for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place yeah. people. So instead what would happen is those Kansas City players would make it to the top three of all those positions. And all of us who voted for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth place person, we would then vote for the player most deserving of those yeah. last three. That's fair. So I, mean, I think it might help to protect us against that. But I do like how they, what was it, two years ago, whenever, I, I can't even keep track of these things anymore, that they got rid of the uh, uh, home field advantage. And then they made everything about, you know. Now, last year was fun, or like two years, last year, two years ago, was fun. You know, they had reporters on the field, uh, you know, in the middle of warm-ups, doing interviews. They had guys mic'd up last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 like, that's, that. that's fun. That's a good stuff you want to see. That's a fan's experience, especially someone who's watching the game at home. You know, have the luxury of being there, watch this stuff. I like seeing that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing, the vanish thing was, was stupid as hell, anyways. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a fans game. It, they try to have it both ways. It's like, oh, it's for the fans, but we're gonna make it legitimate. You can't have it both ways. It's for the fans. Let's leave it at that, and then let's enjoy a nice few days, the Hall of Fame weekend. I'm with you. What do you think they're All-Star gonna? Weekend, do you think they're gonna end up like um, football and move the All Star game to post World Series? No. They you don't should. think they'll ever do no, that? I don't think they should. Here's it's, my it's thing, man. I don't know what they're going to do it's anymore. It's called the Midsummer Classic for a reason. Yeah, but I don't know what they're going to do anymore. That makes no sense to do it at the end they're of the They're doing year. some crazy shit. Well, I understand I mean, you like, do maybe it you like... want to, but it, but no. like it's It just seems stupid. Like, football is also completely different from basketball, hockey, and baseball in terms of like, you know, they're all-star right, and, right. and everything. But no, you got to have that mid-year, I think. Bro. Absolutely. <sighs> I agree, but I wouldn't put it past them with everything. That's oh, with going. Mom, Rob Manfred, yeah. I mean, he's just like trying to destroy our love for baseball. He's trying to bring in roles. people. It's like I hate, I hate when like industries or organizations try to cater to people that don't give a shit about yeah. them. It's like we want to get this guy. You know, you can do everything in your power. I'm still don't care. Like that's how right. some people feel. It's like if they weren't baseball fans. Five years ago, what makes you think they're going to be fans now? Oh, you, you know why? Like because we got we. You have to face three hitters now. Pat. Oh yeah, I forgot. Now wait, that wait, so you you'll watch in, baseball now, has right? To face three hitters. Yes, face three. Oh, I'm Do in. you want to watch baseball now? Yeah, man. I'm so into oh, it. Oh my god! Like oh, they shave seven minutes. Like you know what? I could do it those seven minutes. I can't. You know what? I didn't think I'd have those seven minutes. I, I, I. You know what? If that didn't happen, I don't think I would have ever gotten those seven minutes back. But now that it's shaved. 
I can this man, this, this Manfred guy, he's just a blessing. Oh my god, I just. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's let's hop yeah. off. Let's hop off that. Let's get to something better. So you just picked up a fresh copy of MLB The Show. Oh yes. All right, so let me tell you something, oh, yes. motherfuckers. Even these sports bloggers are playing video games. I love man. Tell us about it. Man. All right, so I haven't had. I really don't play or didn't until now. Now I'm going to be playing it a lot. <laughs> um. I really haven't played a lot of video games since we were like in high school. Like I didn't really. I in didn't the play ge- the Gears era. The Gears era. Gears. We, we were talking about this early. We can get more. Into we can that get more to that bit. later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't have a PS4. Like I had like an Xbox. Uh, yeah, I didn't really play that much. And you know, I'm having a conversation with one of my buddies, and he's like, "Oh, we, we when I'm at his place all the time. We're playing the show. We're playing Madden on PS4." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, dude, I really need to splurge and just fucking get a PS4 at this point." So like a few weeks ago, I was like. Fuck it. I'm going to get it. Do it. PS4. Just out on a whim. I don't spoil myself myself that much, so I'm going to spoil myself. You, you've earned it. You've earned it. You're a hardworking man. Right. So <laughs> I, I pick it up, and I uh, just bought the, the show the other day, and dude, I just played like maybe like half hour of it the night I got it, because it was like at midnight, and I, needed, I, had, I had to get to sleep. I had work the next morning. Um, and I was just like, this feels fucking great. I love, I, I miss this so much. So, like, you know, I got my Diamond Dynasty team set up, Road to the Show. What's the Dynasty team name? You told us earlier. I, I can't have you not share no, this. No, I had to share this. All right. So, as uh, everyone here, or you know, what's my nickname? This is Cookies. Cookies. Milano Cookies. Absolutely. Pat Milano Cookies. Put it together. So, uh, one of my favorite characters as a child was none other than the Cookie Monster. Shout out to the Cookie Monster. Cookies. I love it. I like Anyways, it. so I named my Diamond Dynasty team... The Sesame Street Cookie Monsters. I like it. My blue, and white, blue and white my color jerseys are My jersey, I, I will send you a picture of please it. Please do. Please do. I'll post Everyone it. Everyone watching this, I'll you may not see it. it, but you want to see it, that's fine. All blue, blue hat, his googly eyes on the, uh, as the logo, and then just like Cookie Monsters written out, but the O's are cookies. Are cookies? Dude, you got to send this shit I'm to gonna me. I'm going to show you it. I'll send you a picture of it later. When I get home, because the second I get home, I'm probably going to log on for a little bit. And start play. playing? Fuck yes. I mean, but, oh, God, I'm so pumped, man. I miss, I miss playing it. But I, like I said, I don't play a lot of video games anymore. Like, back in the back in high school, we... We would rip them like crazy. Oh, my God. We rip them like, I mean, I still rip them. I had, I had a lull. I had, like, a two-year a two year dark period where I didn't really play a lot. I just didn't have the time, you know. Well, it's an expensive and, hobby. It is. And it's a time-consuming hobby. Oh, absolutely. You know? Like yeah. you said, you're about to... Boot this game up, and you're gonna sink hours into it. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, it's. I'm gonna lose. I may end up losing some couple hours of sleep for it because I'm only gonna be able to play at nights. That's true. You know, with work, school, and you know everything else, I can't really play in the morning. Or yeah, I mean, like that. I mean, couple hours a night. You know, maybe a game or two. Just, just keep, just, just keep me sane. You know, I feel you. Just keep me, keep me even. I used to when I was uh, living in Seaford, and I lived like ten minutes away from my job. I would come home from my lunch breaks and play like 30, 40 minutes of yeah, Overwatch. See, I would, I, no, I I'd play like 30, 40 minutes of Overwatch and hightail it no, back to work. I wouldn't be able to do it because I would be like, oh shit, what time is it? Never oh, easy walking away. I, I got to leave in five minutes, but I'm only in the sixth inning. Oh, see, that's the like, advantage. That's, that's like, oh fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not quitting. I'm winning. Or like, um, I'm losing. I need to come back. No, this is just. I feel you. I oh, feel man. you. Don't get me wrong. But uh, haven't you also, you also picked up Resident Evil 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that game. Ooh, dude, goosebumps, fucking chills it, it, and thrills. It gave me some chills. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the graphics in that fucking game are insane. And I'm, I, I love a good zombie game. I love a good zombie movie. I, I mm-hmm. still think that 
if the world does end, it's going to be by zombie apocalypse. Well, that's when we get the boat, right? Zombies can't swim. Uh, we get the non-perishables, okay, first and we get of all, a boat. First of all, I don't that's know about it. you, but we're going to be living a zombie land type of life where we're uh, going to be Tallahassee and just fucking doing work. I uh, feel you. I feel I, you. I mean, I feel speaking you. of which, Zombie Land 2 comes out in October. I'm in. I right? can't wait. Thank you. I'm so Thank hyped. you. Thank you. I'm so hyped. We saw it like when it first came out. Dude, like, that, was, that was so, that was like when we all... Ten years. So we all first started like hanging ten out. Ten years. That's since insane. That movie came out. That's How insane. Crazy is that? That's insane. Anyways, yeah, Resident Evil. Like I love a good horror movie. The graphics in this game are insane. I'm halfway through it. You know, I, I've had some trouble um, logging online with some you know personal issues that I, I haven't really been able to uh, do much with. But when I get on. Oh man, it's, that game is fucking. It's insane. immersive, huh? It is like it's on. It's on my to do list. I I've guess. had some jump scares. I'm not gonna lie. I had. I That's good, to... man. That's good. You're alive. Yeah. You're alive, right? And like you were saying before, like imagine if they did that with like VR. Yeah, dude, bring it to the Put VR the... thing. People, <gasps> people are going to shit themselves. That's that great. That's what you want. That's what I don't want to be. I don't yes, you shit. do. It's you fake. Want... It's fake. It's a simulation. I don't want to shit my Live pants playing a video roller, game. But it's like a roller coaster, Pat. That's fair, yeah. It's like a roller coaster. I'm just saying. It's not wanna, real. It's just wanna, a thrill. I don't want to shit my pants. Well, I, mean, I don't like roller All coasters. All right, then don't wear pants. <laughs> I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> you don't like roller coasters? I'm not a roller coaster guy. You're not a roller coaster guy? I'm not. I can tell you why I'm not. We're a going to guy. Six Flags. I'm bringing you on King of Cop. Fuck you. Yeah. You need to know. No, that fuck you. You need to be broken not. in. No. no, this is everybody's problem who doesn't like roller coasters. You just haven't been broken no. in. I have. You were broken in? Yes. You want me to give you the nitro? What'd you do? No. All right. I don't remember the the exact ride it was, but when I was a kid, I was forced to go on a uh, a ride. I forget the age. We forget where we was. But how I know old were you? Give me an estimate. I was maybe eight. Okay. Maybe eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. I was told that it was a very smooth ride. Not a lot of, not a lot of, of, you know, drops and speed and all that. It looked very leisurely. Boy, was I fucking wrong. It was not fun for an eight-year-old. I don't even remember the ride, but all I know is I was lied to, I felt hurt, and I don't trust them anymore. I just don't. I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck, man. I'm not. I'm not a roller coaster guy. That just means you haven't been broken in. I'm not. You were a kid. Okay. All right. You're a man now. Okay. All right. You have pubes. Your balls dropped. You're, sex- you're, you're sexually I'm active. Allowed like, you to need have, to go on a roller coaster. I'm allowed to have certain, not phobias, but discomforts with things. Yes, and you should you should you should right, live you know, to consi- conquer right. those discomforts. I would consider that it. That's what makes you alive. Pat. I would consider it, but not King Daka. Fuck that one. All right, fine. We, we can warm you up on Nitro. Okay, maybe. You just need to be broken in. Maybe. You need to, it's like Resident Evil, Pat. It's not real. You're not really in danger. I prefer You're not really to, falling. I You're prefer, in a cart. I prefer to fight zombies. <laughs> I prefer to fight zombies. Right? I mean, you can get a workout. I'll, I'll take zombies over roller coasters any day. Thank you. So, Pat, I think I actually failed to ask you this the first time you were on the podcast. What was that? Um, and re- please remind me if, if I'm mistaken, but did we talk about Chip Gang? Chip Gang? We didn't talk Chip Gang. We don't think we talked Chip Gang. Ah, okay. So, Pat, it's time to find out. As my first returning guest, David Freeze was on the Catan cast, but he was more in the background. 
But as my first returning guest, All right. somebody who I forgot to ask the important question to, I need to know, are you Chip Gang? What is Chip Gang? Chip Gang is when you put a chip either in your brain or into your bloodstream or jack it into your system somehow so that you can detect when you have tumors. You can... Maybe we get, did discuss this. We might have discussed this. Briefly. I, I, I don't, maybe. I, I feel like... Continue, what, though. But I, what do you I, think? You know what I'm saying? You have full access to the internet. You can... Snap your fingers and you're in Resident Evil VR. Or snap your fingers, you're in Zombieland VR. It just gives you mass power. It ups it ups the bandwidth of the human species. Is this something you could see yourself doing? Or will you resist? Where would the chip go? Ooh, that's the thing. We don't know. So, let's see. Like it depends on where it would go. I mean, okay. Like, it'll jack into your spine like Doc Ock. Ooh, that's it. Now I'm just thinking of... Spider-Man 2 now, just that scene. <laughs> you know the scene. Great movie, about. great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, maybe. I mean. It's tough, right? But you said something in terms of like health and stuff, right? Like you Yeah, can, so like, dude, like if you have an irregular heartbeat, it'll warn you. If you have a tumor, it can warn you. If you're developing any kind of cancers, you can catch it at stage know, one without fail. I don't like know how anyone could be against system. that. That's the thing that gets me. It's like medicinally, it seems like a great idea. Right. Here's the tricky part. So now Google can read your thoughts. or I feel like they can already do that, though. But they're not literally jacked into your no, body. Like, no. you see this. This is this is out of our body. No. This is separate from us. What the chip is, is is essentially taking this and putting it, like, in here, jacking it in. And it would not be a detriment to your... It would help. It would detect health issues it wouldn't cause. It's going to be yin-yang. That's the thing. It's going to be yin-yang. You know, it's 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 uncharted this, this, territory. This seems, we really don't know. This seems like something that you would do a cost benefit analysis on. I mean, you would have to, right? That would be not like a five minute thing. That that would be like a well, several. The reason hours. I talk about this, and I, I don't want to get too grandiose, but the reason I talk about this is because I think this is a serious thing we're going to have to deal with. I mean, next, I could see it happening in the next like ten to twenty years. I could I mean, see it. Some happening. people think it's going to happen in the next, you know, three to five years. I don't know. But conservatively, with the, with the way technology and all these tech it's a giants, ninety degree spike, dude. It's just it's it's crazy, and it's like, you know, it'd be nice, right? It'd be nice to know that, like, whenever there's a health issue, we can get an immediate alert. That Who would be knows nice. how long that can expand no, somebody's that would, life? That would be unbelievable. To be able to catch cancer at stage one every single time—that's remarkable. Great. That would be great. You know, but it's like we don't. Who knows what you're doing when you jack a computer into your yeah, you're, system? You're entering an artificial chip. Into your your body. I mean, like you said, it's a yin yang. It's it's it. Anything could happen. It's true, good or bad. I think the, I think the key is just we want these technologies, but we don't want them inside of us. It's like imagine sure. you had like it doesn't even need to be a phone, but say it was a phone or some sort of device where it's like you could just place it on your fucking veins. It'll re it'll get your pulse oh, from that. You know what? Just thinking of that, you know, just reminds just well, it doesn't. It's not so much like that. What you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard of the movie In Time? In Time. Who's Ju- in it? Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried. Okay, is this the movie where, like, currency is time? Yes. Yes, I have seen right? this. I have seen right? this. Right? I think that was a great, uh, uh, good it's movie. great concept. Great, great concept. concept. Like, it, it's, you wonder, like, could something like that, not so much like the, the dying, not have time, but, like, Using like your wrist or something to make payments, like things like oh, yeah, just, that's like, real. Something like that, it, that's real. Oh, I mean, the way technology and then science is furthering itself every single day, like 
There's crazy stuff really going on, man. Yeah. I mean, we may not even need to kill animals to get our meat anymore. I mean, they, they, they have make, found like, a well. Dude, they wait. make artificial meat and shit now. But I'm but sure. it's more. I mean, what I'm saying is like it's not. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be. Excuse me. It doesn't necessarily need to be artificial meat now. Right. Like they're taking the stem cells from cows. Oh, yeah. And turning that into hamburgers. That I've heard. Yeah. That so I've like heard it's about. still meat, you know, and it's still they haven't. How do I put it? They haven't streamlined that to make it cheap enough for consumers. Well, it's this whole. But they're working on it. Hasn't, I think it's hasn't crazy. stem cell research and shit have always been like it's outlawed here because of the fucking Bush administration. Right? Yeah, um, it's always been on like why are we not like. Dude. This thing can do like wonders, apparently, yep. but we're not doing anything. We're not doing it. Dude, Madagascar, Madagascar has this, has like a whole research facility about yeah. this, and there are parents who are bringing their kids there because apparently there's some stem cell treatment that really helps children with autism. I heard about that stuff. Yeah, it, it really helps children with autism. Yeah. So parents who you know, doctors are telling them they don't have an option. They're bringing them to Madagascar to get this. Um, I guess what you'd call experimental treatment, mm-hmm. and given it doesn't work for everybody, but if I'm I mean, not mistaken, it looks like it's working that, for that's a the whole thing. number it, of people. That's the percentages that it works, but you know, it works with X percent amount of you know. Medicine's weird like that, man. Yeah. It's not black and white. No, like different meds, different heads. Exactly. You know. Exactly. What might work for one is not going to work for another. Everyone's body is different. Every way everyone reacts to a certain medication or something is going to be different. We're not all the same in terms of that. You know. Yeah. I could take just very simply, you know, what ibuprofen does for me it may not do shit for you. Like, it all depends on, you know, yeah, how we react to it. True. You know? Definitely a, true. Very, very different take, me just putting a very simple over-the-counter no, it's simple, it's simplifying it. That's No, it's good because you're but, shrinking yeah. it down. Yeah. Well, uh, that That is a very interesting topic, and I would love to talk more about that another time when I can research. Like, yeah, look into it a little bit. You want to come back, Pat Malano Treacle? Maybe Trinkle, on my third one. Come yeah, back, maybe, we'll go, maybe we'll go deep on that. And, yo, we could talk about how the chip would change sports. How the hell would it do that, though? That Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like guys wouldn't be getting injured anymore. They'd get a warning like, hey, if you play today, you're going to blow out your knee or something. Oh, yeah, just a warning. Oh, I'm about to go up at bat, and it says here if I hit a double while rounding second, I'm going to twist That's next an angle. level. That's, that's like a crystal ball <laughs> at that point. But the players can get warnings like, hey, you should be stretching. They can get like um, progress reports at the end of every day like, hey, you need that's, to stretch. You should stretch your calves yeah, more. All right, yeah. Your calves are getting tight. You need to stretch your calves more. I think the way I'm just seeing it now in, in more than anything, that, that topic specifically, is it comes down to a medical. Yeah. Than more than anything. That, yeah. That's that's. I the think big thing. I think that alone would get me on board because the that, medicinal that, properties yeah. are the most attractive. The other thing stuff that you were talking about, you know, whatever the you know, VR, yeah, the Google like, searches. That all that's that. not that's not you know front line for me. You know, it's funny. This uh, is this is. <laughs> never mind. I'll bring it up at the end of the podcast. Okay. But it's funny because I think if you can catch my drift, I think it's going to follow a similar path as to something else. Oh, Whereas, Jesus. you know, medicinal first. Ah. Uh, yes. Okay. But moving on. Yes. <laughs> um, Pat Milano, is Moneyball the greatest baseball movie of all time? Moneyball? Yeah. No. No? no. What's the greatest baseball movie of all time? See, that's such... It's a ab- tough question. It's, it's, it's a, a very objective thing. question because it depends on what you're looking for in a movie. What's yeah. your favorite baseball movie My of all time? My favorite baseball movie of all time is easily The Sandlot. But that's also, I have nostalgic views to that. Well, part of baseball is nostalgia. Yeah, it's a I children's mean, game. That that game, I just because we saw it as kids, and you kind of we kind of felt it. It's like, don't hit the ball over that fence because we'll never get it back. You know, oh, they have a 
a, a you know a big dog, a big dog we go over junkyard it. dog yeah like that's something i always like connected it's with real it. it's real yeah um but i mean if i'm gonna round out some of my favorite baseball movies i'll give you major league classic uh feel the dreams bull durham actually pretty much did you know three. did you know you know about the mandela effect do you know what the Mandela effect is? I know it sounds familiar. I don't know where okay. you're going with this, though. So did you know in the movie Field of Dreams, they never say, if you build it, they will come? Yeah, he says, if you build it, he will come. Yeah. But like, yeah. why as a society have we perpetuated if they build it, if you build it, they will come? Like, that's everywhere. I remember years ago, like the whole thing that um, that the voice says, like, if you build it, he will come, ease his pain, go the distance, whatever. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it had some sort of connection with Ray and his father. And yeah, that that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, right? Like, if you yeah. build it, your father will come, he ease will his come. pain by having a catch with him. You know. Well, because what that is, honestly, it's, no, what makes that movie so great is that it gives you baseball through a spiritual lens. Yeah. It is a father-to-son game. I think any, honestly, all three Kevin Costner movies, baseball-wise, I've seen, I love. The Costner trilogy. Oh. So, oh, what do you got? You got Feel the Dreams. Feel the Dreams. What's the one where the Tigers picture? That was For Love of the Game. For Love of the Game. Very underrated movie, in my opinion. Yep. Very underrated movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I love Absolutely. that Absolutely. And then there's the uh, the one where he's the old man, right? Bull the Durham. Rookie? Oh, no, Bull Durham. Bull Never Durham. mind. Who's the rookie? That's um, that's pitcher. the rookie with um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis that, Quaid. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. That's that's, that that's up there. That's I love that movie. I, I like, like that movie. movie. Um, I got a I got a soft spot for a league of their own too, man. That's a great movie. I think that's a I think that's a great movie. That's a really good movie. I really do. Tom H- Tom Hanks just getting on Tom. He has some of the most memorable quotes in cinema history. In baseball history in too. C- not, not just baseball, like cinema history. Like think about it. Life is like a box of chocolates. Houston, we have a problem. Uh. There's no crying in baseball. Like some of these very <laughs> quotable, yeah, very memorable quotes has been said by Tom Hanks. Because Tom Hanks is the goat. Oh, absolutely. We love Tom Hanks. Absolutely. All right, Pat. We don't have much time left, no. but I would like to uh, ask you one final question. Let's do it. What is it that you think is most important about sports in modern society? Most important sports in modern, modern What's society. What's the most important thing about sports in modern society? Playing it or watching it? Or just in the general? whole thing. The whole well, thing. Well, I think in terms of playing it as a child in any sport, you know, doesn't matter what sport, it, it really it gives people the concept of teamwork, camaraderie, you know, working together as one one common goal. You know, that's something I always like. I mean, I've been playing sports since I was a kid and I like to consider myself a team player in just about anything that I do, whether it be work school you know sports you know Mm -hmm. whatever it may be i like to think you know we all have one common goal let's you know put our minds together and let's you know let's put everything we got and then let's go out and let's uh let's achieve that goal so i think that's something that to me is always important for it may not just be sports necessarily it could be you know Clubs or, or, or various extracurricular, yeah, yeah. extracurricular. But we are, but we are talking about sports. But we're talking about sports, yeah. But no, I would say it's the 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 camaraderie of and getting to know, you know, seeing how you work within a team environment, various things like that. Watching it, I always use sports as a way to escape in terms of watching. You know, it's some people come home from a long day of work. You know, boss was yelling at them. You know, they they didn't really didn't have a great day, whatever it may have been. Some guys come home, they sit down on the couch, crack open a nice cold beer, turn on the TV, and the game is on. And then he can just shut himself off for, you know, just two, three hours. 
just to just zone in and, and watch the game. And that's I guess, that's the way I see it, I guess. Like that's why I don't really fully like when certain athletes um turn topics political. Yeah. Because I like to, I, agree. I use sports to just get away from it. It is. It's 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 something that unites us. Yeah. You know, whereas politics inherently just divides us as right. it you know, in many ways as it should because that's yeah. how you you know, you have an open dialogue, but Sports is something that unites us, and mm-hmm. that, that's why we do things like the national anthem before right. the game and stuff like that. Right. But uh, I think going off what you were saying with that escapism, I think it, it may even be a level further than escapism. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost like you're it's almost like you're reconnecting because I think human beings we're tribal, whether we mm-hmm. like to admit that or not. Right. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know. You're you're tribal to your family, you're mm-hmm. tribal to your community, you're tribal to your to your sports team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, doing things like watching the Mets at the end of the day, yeah. it's a way to practice like safe tribalism. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this is my tribe. I live for the tribe, but you know, you're not threatening violence no. against people. Yeah. I think it's just the, the 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 term tribal gets people worried. But you got to think trigger it, word. It is a trigger word. Yeah, trigger but word. I like the way you know, you put it in, like you know, like like family, you know, friends. Yeah, we are know. tribal. It's, yeah. it's how we are. Yeah, I mean, we have our. Hopefully, own... one day we could be a, a globe tribe. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. 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 But let's uh let's end it on that note with yeah. a little bit of hope. Pat Milano, tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you. All right, well you can find me uh with my all my uh my content at the end of the Mostly gonna be uh baseball related, uh with the season starting up. Uh, I don't know how much content I'll put up unless we got a big story that hits. Yeah, I'm not gonna inundate everyone with uh just a weekly update. It's just gonna be big stories at this point. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Milano Cookies with a Z fifty six, um, and that's pretty much it for me. Well, that's all I got. There we go. They have a motherfuckers. Pat Milano, yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for going on. It's off the charts. What would you be like? What would you be like?